Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chaye Sorah. Parshas Chaye Sorah conveniently is divided into three parts. The first 20 psukim dealing with the acquisition of a burial place for Sorah. The next 67 psukim deal with the acquisition of a bride for Yitzchak, and the remaining psukim of the parasha deal with the passing of Avram Avinu and his burial by his two sons, Yitzchak and Yishmael. Before I begin the program, it is with a heavy heart that we begin by remembering that Klai Yisrael this past week lost Unfortunately, two giants. We lost the late Rav David Feinstein, Sechetzadik Levracha, a great post one whose halachic guidance was sought by thousands of people around the world, who was equally known for his great humility and his kindness. And we lost as well the late Chief Rabbi, Lord Jonathan Sachs of Great Britain, who served for 22 years as the Chief Rabbi of Great Britain and who had an exceptional talent of being not only a great Torah scholar, but one who had a very special command of the English language and was able to combine the two to inspire, to influence English-speaking world Jewry, as well as global leaders and communities around the world. Indeed, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Avraham back in Lech Lecha, and he tells him, Avraham Avinu, you are about to begin a journey. And I say it all the time. Take Avram's name out and put your name in. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say to Avram? Vagadla Shemecha. I will make your name great. Now, for one thing, it refers to all of Klai Yisrael. No question about it. The Jew recognized throughout the world, and on a very specific, personal level. Avram Avinu, in this week's parsha, is called by B'nei Ches, Nesi Elokim Atah B'Socheinu. Literally, you are a prince of God in our midst. They recognized Avram Avinu to be moral, ethical, a man who represented monotheism and God in this world, a walking Kiddush Hashem. We can say that, unfortunately, we lost this past week two individuals who were each in their own right, Nesi Elokim Ato Bisocheinu. Not only may their memories be a blessing, but as the Gemara tells us in Yevamos, Tzadi Zion Amaralif, 
that if you teach and spread the teachings of somebody who has passed on, says the Gemara, Sivsosav Dovavos Bekever. The lips are literally moving in the grave. Now, whether it means literally moving in the grave, it certainly means that you are perpetuating their essence. And therefore, I thought I would this morning begin the discussion of Parshas Chayisora with one of the writings of the late Chief Rabbi, Lord Jonathan Sachs, and build upon that which he so beautifully inspires. And so I will read a few paragraphs from one of his many printed Divrei Torah and urge the listeners to go online as well as he was privileged to write over 20 books. In this week's parasha, how does he introduce himself to B'nei Ches, Nisgeir, Toshav Onochi Imochem? I am both an immigrant and a resident among you, meaning that he knows he has no right to buy land. Sarah has died, he needs a burial plot for her. It would take a special concession on their part for him to do so to buy the land. The Chittites politely but firmly try to discourage him. He has no need to buy a burial plot. No one among us will deny you his burial site to bury your dead, they say to him. He can bury Sarah in someone else's graveyard. Equally politely but no less insistently, Avram makes it clear that he is determined to buy land and in the event he does pay a highly inflated price of 400 shekel kesef to so do. Immediately after the story of the land purchase, we read the Avram Zakain Bobayomim. Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and God had blessed Avram with everything. This sounds like the end of a life, not the preface to a new course of action, and again our expectation is confounded. Avram launches into a new initiative, this time to find a suitable wife for his son Yitzchak, who by now is at least 37 years old. Avram leaves nothing to chance. He does not speak to Yitzchak himself, but to his most trusted servant, whom he instructs to go, quote, to my native land, to my birthplace, and find the appropriate woman. He wants Yitzchak to have a wife who will share his faith and way of life. Avram does not specify that she should come from his own family, but this seems to be an assumption hovering in the background. As with the purchase of the field, so here, the course of events is described in more detail than almost anywhere else in the Torah. Every conversational exchange is recorded. The contrast with the story of the binding of Yitzchak could not be greater. There, almost everything, Avram's thoughts, 
Isaac's feelings is left unsaid. Here, everything is said. Again, the literary style calls our attention to the significance of what is happening without telling us precisely what it is. The explanation is simple and unexpected. Throughout the story of Avram and Sarah, God had promised them two things, children and a land. The promise of the land, is repeated no less than seven times. The promise of children occurs four times. Avram's descendants will be a great nation, as many as the dust of the earth, like the stars in the sky. He'll be the father of not one, but many nations. Despite this, when Sarah dies, Avram has not a single inch of the land that he can call his own. Has not, he has only one child who will continue the covenant, Isaac, currently unmarried. Neither promise has been fulfilled. Hence, the extraordinary detail of the two main stories in Chayesora, the purchase of land and the finding of a wife for Yitzchak. There is a moral here. And the Torah slows down the speed of the narrative so that we will not miss the point. God promises, but we have to act. God promised Abraham the land, but he had to buy the first field. God promised Abraham many descendants, but Avraham had to ensure that his son was married and to a woman who would share the life of the covenant. So Avraham would have, as we say today, quote, Jewish grandchildren. Despite all the promises, God does not and will not do it alone. By the very act of self-limitation, tzimtzum, through which he creates the space for man, human freedom. He gives us responsibility, and only by exercising it do we reach our full stature as human beings. God saved Noah from the flood, but Noah had to make the ark. He gave the land of Israel to the people of Israel, but they had to fight the battles. God gives us the strength to act, but we have to do the deed. What changes the world, what fulfills our destiny, is not what God does for us, but what we do for God. Those were the exact words of Rabbi Sachs, to which I say besides wow, and so beautifully put, I just want to say the following. This is what we're going to say tonight at the end of the first paragraph of Kiddush. That we clearly say how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days. Asheboro Elohim, which God had created, colon, one more word, la'asos, for man to act. He has provided us not just the raw materials, he's given us every opportunity, but we have to do the job. And therefore, and by our, quote, doing the job down here, we have the ability to influence on high. And so, I'm going to share with you from the Nefesh HaChayim of Rav Chaim Velazhina in Shar Aleph, Perik He. He has 
the following interpretation, whereby he quotes the Pasuk from Ha'azinu, Ki Hashem Amo, Yaakov Chevel Nachalaso. What does that mean? It means that the portion of God is his people. We are the portion of God. Yaakov is Chevel Nachalaso. Literally, Chevel is the embodiment of his heritage. Now, watch. Says the Nefesh Achayim, the word Chevel also means a rope. And what does it mean? It means that we are metaphysically connected, our neshama, to the neshamos and the source of the neshama Elyona upstairs, the source of our soul coming from on high, letting us know that there's a, such a powerful connection between man here and a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kaviyochol, upstairs, Umishtal Sheil Kechevel, it descends literally as a rope, Adboa Lugufo Adam, the spirituality descends to the body of man, the Chol Maasov, and the actions of man, Magiim come, the Orer, literally to shake. What we do down here shakes the upstairs. Just like the rope. When you shake the rope at the bottom, it shakes upstairs. Again, what we do is so significant. What we do is so important. This is the theme of the Sefer HaChinuch through so many of his mitzvahs. Why is there a mitzvah for us to give challah? The mitzvah of challah is that when you bake your bread, you give a portion to the Kohen family. The Kohen does not have land. And therefore does not have his own wheat that grows, quote, in his backyard. And so the Torah says that the Kohanim, who are God's servants, we are to take care of them. And why? Hashem could take care of it. But his giving us the opportunity to do this mitzvah now gives us the worthiness that Hashem could and will and does bless us. And so, the beautiful idea of Chaye Sora, Avram Avinu is the one who purchases the land. Avram Avinu is the one who engages Eliezer and orchestrates that Yitzhak Avinu does not marry one of the local girls, even though they might have been monotheistic, but recognizing that I need a girl of good character, sends his Evet a thousand miles away, and in order to ensure continuity of Klai Yisrael. Once again, we lost, unfortunately, two great giants this past week.
each one not only known for their scholarship, not only known for their piskei halacha, but known for their beautiful actions and their beautiful influence. And may we learn from them and may we follow in their special ways, thereby continuing to raise kvod of Hashem and kvod of His special Torah throughout the world. Shabbat Shalom to all.